Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. All right, and we are back doing actual episodes instead of just re-releases on our Monday episodes, so that's fun. (laughs) I'm finally done with theater camp, so my schedule has opened way up, and uh, probably we'll have some more original content more consistently for the next couple weeks at least. Yeah, at least. Um, So uh let's let's go ahead and and jump straight in i i i suggest that uh we we start with our our page flips first because it's one of those ones that we basically um i i didn't i i don't know if i found it any different (laughs) i knew that you would be disappointed to see this on the list uh it is jojo's bizarre adventure part three stardust crusaders uh so how'd you take it? Uh, it's it's just it's just JoJo. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Um, and I will say, uh, the thing about this JoJo, um, in comparison to the anime version of JoJo, <laughs> is that I think I enjoyed the anime version of this better than the manga version. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have mixed feelings. I think similar to when we covered Phantom Blood, the manga, not that long ago. And of course, longtime listeners of our show know that we have covered the entirety of JoJo's part one, two and three, the anime on our series. Uh, And then instead of continuing on to part four, we needed a break from JoJo's and we moved on to other shows. Um, We also have dipped our toe in the waters of part four since then and both have been surprised by how much we enjoyed it compared to how much we did not enjoy the first three parts of the anime what i thought was interesting about this is that i remember you know back when we were young and naive and we thought that jojo's bizarre adventure was going to be something we liked part three the beginning was really promising And I think that this is a really fun and interesting way to introduce the new concepts that part three brings to the series. Specifically, parts one and two use a sort of vague energy system called Hamon, and part three introduces what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is arguably the most well-known for, which is the idea of stands, which are basically like spiritual summons, uh, kind of a familiar for your, your combatants, And that has been, as far as I know, a mainstay of the series ever since part three. And Hamon quietly faded into the background during part three and has never been seen from since. So that might not be true because, you know, I haven't kept up with JoJo's. So if you are a JoJo fan, you may let me know, but don't at me. Um, So what's great about this is that Jotaro Kujo, our new JoJo for part three, is in prison because he really roughed up some people, even though it seems like they were the aggressors and he was just defending himself. But the interesting thing is that he doesn't want to leave prison because he thinks he is being haunted by an evil spirit that is causing, you know, mischief around him and that may lead to people being hurt and that he has no control over. Uh, Very, very much like the girl from Phantom Seer, except instead of being someone who attracts phantoms, he has 
generated a stand and he doesn't know what stands are and this is how we learn about stands because his grandfather which is the protagonist of part two shows up with his best egyptian pal to demonstrate what a stand is and that it will all be okay because it's not an evil spirit it's a thing he can control and this is a really interesting and smart way to introduce a concept that then goes off the rails at about the earliest opportunity (laughs) um and I, I was reminded of how fun and charming and exciting the introduction and concept of stands were. Um, just like when we'd start a new season of JoJo's and we would be like, I think JoJo's is going to be good now. This was that. Um, the artwork is very much like that old style of, of manga. The artist is... Uh, he's not always on model. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. He's very loose. He uses a lot of a lot of intense um, line work to fill out his pieces, but sometimes that comes at the expense of realism. Um, and I think that that gives the artwork a certain charm. But I think I agree with Spencer that the more polished, like we have chosen what the models of these characters are going to look like, and we're going to make artistic flourishes using color or putting sound effects on the screen rather than making the characters look worsely, worsely drawn. That's a word. I think, I think the charm of this artwork is that it feels like artwork from a previous era of manga. And that's fun. And that's similar to how I felt when we read Phantom Blood. But uh, yeah, I think I agree with Spencer. There's something about the energy and the style of the anime that is missing here and that I do think kind of elevates what's going on. Although I do think that what's going on is a little clearer in print. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I I, I don't know if I I don't know if I completely agree that I think it's clearer in in print. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the the reason I say that is because there's a line where they're like the it's a physical it's a spiritual being manifested from your energy that stands next to you in battle and that's why it's called a stand and I was like I don't remember that and that is interesting so that was kind of I hooked onto that and I was like oh maybe I'm picking up more details than I missed from the anime but I could be just making that up you were like oh it's like they stand okay I understand <laughs> <laughs> get it. Stands. Yeah, if I was if I was the thing you summoned, you'd call it a sit, you know. Yeah, because I'm I'd be sitting. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, what, I mean? you know what people say about Blake? He's always be sitting. <laughs> so I think bottom line: if you like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you're going to continue to like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. If you don't like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, this is probably not going to change your mind. But it does have a certain charm uh, that comes from being an older style of manga. That's not not worth checking out, but it is still very JoJo's. Mm-hmm. JoJo's, JoJo's, JoJo, JoJo's, JoJo's. So I'm I'm gonna give it a two thumbs sideways, just a super meh. Yeah, I'm gonna give it two poops in the toilet because it's JoJo's. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting grading scale we've generated here on the spot today. Yeah, that's how we do. Um, and let's uh, talk about anime. Oh man, I'm super excited to get into this one. But before we do, yeah. uh, first and foremost, uh, the mystery prize is still a mystery, and uh, the winner has not been announced yet because we have been doing a whole bunch of re-release episodes. Um, but uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I will uh, pick after this episode before the next episode. 
it comes out. So, uh, so, so that get your, is get your oh mystery, get your mysteries in. Um, I, oh no, that's the wrong date. Okay, this episode will come out. Oh god, where are my weekly jump episodes? I don't know. This don't worry episode about it. today is the twenty seventh. So this episode will come out on August second. Yeah, so you will have through August eighth or so to enter this. If yeah, you're after August eighth, twenty twenty one, you are too late. Yeah. All right. So our next show that we watched is uh, finally, just finally, we have an anime that was suggested to us that I was like, oh my god, why have I never seen this show? Um, and yeah. it's thank you Blood- to Wolf's Lore for yes. the suggestion. So this is Blood Blockade Battlefront. Uh, I have watched the first three episodes of it, and I will watch the rest of the two seasons that exist of it. Um, yeah, and this uh, is great. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the person that created Blood Blockade Battlefront just read the um, the the part of the X Men where like the Hell Universe gets opened. Um, oh, to, Inferno. Yeah, they it's read Inferno it, here. Yeah, they read Inferno, and they were just like, "I would like to make an anime of this." And I was like, uh, when I started watching it, that's all I could think the entire time. Um, and, uh, I was not disappointed at all. Um, it is so, so much fun to watch. Uh, the animation quality is fantastic. And, um, at, at a point I I would call it, um, uh, close to, um, oh gosh, why can't I think of the name of that show that we loved and we're the only people that have ever seen it? Um, (laughs) oh, uh, uh, oh no. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Is it the one about the big monsters? No, no. It's oh, the, what is it? Describe it to me. It's the one about they have they have gears and they we watched the entire season of it and oh the, uh, dimension W dimension W yeah it has an animation quality and style and goodness that is of the same quality as of dimension W. And it is also a a show that just many many people I haven't ever heard about talking about the show and i am very confused as to why because i feel like it has um everything that the isekai isekai people want other than it actually being inside of a video game um because it's basically just <laughs> like yeah um it's it's kind of it kind of is a it's it's the other world getting injected into our world um yeah and the premise of the show is is basically that. The other thing that I I'm confused that more people haven't talked about is that as many people love the um the oh god the re zeros and um re whatever shows that have like the big giant battles um in the middle of cities where they are introducing re zero and re that time I got into reincarnated as a slime and re I must no. know so what and re overlord <laughs> no no it's just it's it's big it's bombastic it also has a just a, such a cool premise um and the lead character is fascinating the way that it, yeah. it starts you into the show is that he is writing to his sister about like hey uh some things happened I've written it all down for you. This might take a while. 
And then it's just like, here I am in this world that used to be New York City, and now it's turned into a semi-hellscape that is yeah. uh, full of demons and magic <laughs> and fun. Yeah, <clears throat> basically a somewhat demonic other world collided with our world in a moment uh, that has yet to be explained in the first three episodes and created, you know, Demon City Shinjuku, but in New York... And uh, so now it, it reminded me a little bit. It's a little Gintama. It's a little um, Doro Hidoro where you just have wacky characters wandering the streets. And it just, it's Bones. Studio Bones did the animation. So you know it's good. But they what, what you can tell, it's not a CG anime. But you know a lot of modern anime utilize computers to make really crisp um realistic backgrounds and set pieces and stuff like that and so there are these shots of like cityscapes that are actually just breathtaking yes and then the animation is just so fluid and it's frenetic and high action there are these dope ass combats and they they just everything about this just works there's that fucking monkey that's so cute and funny oh yeah this is very good. Like, I was like, I want our listeners to vote on this so that we can watch the whole thing on this show because it's super good. Yeah, it's... it's. I, I think the thing that entranced me the most about it, though, is that it has a, um, a, a magic system that is a little bit loose, um, but it is uh, definitely rule of cool to the level of something like a Bleach, where, like, yeah, Bleach puts much. it in... Bleach puts it in form where it's just like, it has to be a soul, it has to be a sword, it has to be these things. Whereas this world is just like, magic exists, you can use it in the ways that you can use it. Like, there's different characters that have, you know, sword abilities, and there's different characters who would just cast her abilities. There's just, it's 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 really fun. Um, I also just am fascinated by all of the weird monster demons that have just fully acclimated it to to life inside of New York in the in three years. Yeah. Making me think to myself where like this is this is truly the melting pot of America. <laughs> yeah. What's so great too the the bring music us, is bring very us good. your poor, bring us your hungry, <laughs> bring us your demons. <laughs> <laughs> there there's also the music is excellent. Oh um, and very different from what you were expecting. It, yeah. It utilizes jazz and classical pieces in interesting ways that made me start to feel like uh, this is not something I've seen a lot outside of Cowboy Bebop. And I would not say that Bla- Blood Blockade Battlefront rises quite to that level of storytelling. Um, if you are a Cowboy Bebop fan, I am not saying that this is Cowboy Bebop adjacent. But I am saying that I think they were probably really inspired by the storytelling beats and the way that music plays underneath those storytelling beats that you see in Cowboy Bebop. And it gives you that jazzy, things are moving, this plot has motion to it feeling that's really excellent. But then it explodes into these high-octane superpowered battles that you don't really ever get in Cowboy Bebop because Cowboy Bebop really is just a live action show that happens to be animated instead. Um, And 
Blood Blockade Battlefront just takes that sort of mood and that sort of attention to we're going to tell this story and we are going to tell it through the lens of a cast of interesting characters that are bouncing off of each other in interesting ways. Like in the second episode, there's this really funny sequence about like one character ambushing the other character while he's trying to deliver a series of pizzas. And it's not only hilarious and creative, but it also almost feels like something that Ed would do in Cowboy Bebop. And then it turns out to have been a character choice that is that gives it like extra weight in hindsight. And like episode three involves a a major plot point in which a character plays a game of complicated monster chess for a long time. And the point is that he is playing a game of chess and it is an endurance challenge. And that is not very interesting visually for a fighty fighty magic anime, but the way that they do it and the way that the music swells and plays and the way that they keep the pace going, it's masterful. This is one of the best anime I've seen this year. Yeah, and it's very frustrating to find out that it's like the the amount of episodes that it runs is two seasons. Um, it makes me very frustrated to find out that there is not a huge fan base for this show. Um, and it's one of those things that we are going to tell you to just straight up jump in. Um, yeah, it you got to watch it. It's it so is, good. Uh, it is it is three is three poops out of the toilet. You take them all the way out, um, and then you know you, the scale. You know you know that you've read yeah. our scales. Like we cover we cover anime on this show, but we specialize in and focus on shonen anime. So there are definitely people on the show that have been suggesting a lot of anime that do not count as shonen, and uh, I suspect that they like those in addition to shonen. If Shonen is not your thing, I might still give this a chance because I think it has enough emotion and mood and storytelling that it might hook you anyway. But if you are into action series, you you're going to really need to check this out. Like this is it is absolutely a must watch. There's really no other way to around it. Yeah. So get in, get in and get get on board. Um, with and that put being it on our next poll when we have to replace another show because I don't watch it on the show. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, stick with us after these credits and we'll give you another important life lesson. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening.
Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then... They're not called sits. They're called stands, because they stand. And that's what they do. They stand. Um, Unless you're sitting, then they're sits. Every time a stand sits, it's a sit, until it stands, and it's a stand, and then it sits. Every time some stand sits, an angel gets its wings. (laughs) That's it. We're out. (laughs)